What's going on everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I wanna welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is gonna be no different. Stick around and we're gonna get started right now. We'd like to thank you and welcome you back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr. And y'all, I know I say this every time I do a live recording, but I'm really excited that we're here. And the reason why is because I don't take for granted that we're here, right? I'm very, very aware uh, that uh, every day that comes is a gift from God. Um, it's not an expectancy for me to wake up the next morning. I don't expect to in that regard uh, because I know that tomorrow's not promised me. I don't get to control that. There are a few things that I do get to control, and so do you, and that is how we show up. When that day does come, how will you show up? And every single uh, week, we drop a live uh, recording of a podcast that we did on our morning show, and uh, we, we want to invite you guys uh, to experience the story behind some amazing brands. In a blog post, in a blog uh, on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asks this question. Um, it goes a little like this. Why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is that they actually are more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories. Metaphors and anecdotes actually help us to relate ideas to our own experiencing, providing richness and texture. Uh, stories bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, uh, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we were actually living the story. Uh, this is um, an opportunity for us to introduce, reintroduce, actually. He has been on our podcast before. And today we're, we're talking to Dr. Felix Anderson. The first time he was here, he wasn't a doctor yet. But he was, but, you know, he hadn't officially been bestowed the title. Uh, and uh, so much evolution has gone down, Russ, since the last time we connected. I am so excited. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. <laughs> Hey, excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm 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 really elated uh, that you you trust my voice to share with those that are uh, connected to your voice. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here, Dr. Felix. One of the things that I'm really excited about is the fact that God has uniquely placed you in my life for a time such as this, and yeah. I'm I'm very well aware of that. Um, when I jumped on Clubhouse two and a half years ago, um, it was during the height of the pandemic, and one of the things that I it was a prayer of mine. God, I want to collaborate with people in a way that helps me to stay connected, uh, not only to them, but to their stories. Because as an extrovert, I was hating. I mean, hating, bro, that I couldn't go outside and play. <laughs> yeah. You, you, get, you get what I'm saying? And so, oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, man. And so this that space provided an opportunity for you and I to connect. And I'll never forget when our mutual friend, Tina Moore Global, um, FaceTimed me. And she yeah. was at an event of yours live. This was probably, you know, maybe a year and a half ago. And um, and she said, there's somebody I want you to meet. I'm like, okay. And she turned the phone over and you right then and there spoke a word to me that made me know that you knew who I was. You yeah. had been on my page and that God was speaking some things to you regarding me and where I would go. And today I'm much closer than I was then and I just want to say publicly, thank you, man. Let's talk a little bit about you, the story behind your brand, 
You have had an incredibly interesting life, the people you've gotten to serve. And I want you to kind of, you know, bring us into that world a little bit. And then we're going to talk about what you've got going on today because y'all are adding value to relationships in ways that help people get over a bunch of hurdles in their life. Come on, talk to us. Well, uh, I'm I'm excited. Again, thank you so much. I honor you. I honor your voice. I honor who you are as a king, as a man, as a leader. Uh, I so appreciate you. I, I really do. And um, I think that sometimes uh, we don't place a value on the value that's around us. And your words and your life has so much value. I say this all the time. I don't have to be around you to be connected to you. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing because you begin to really see the authenticity uh, that's uh, embedded into somebody's heart. You begin to start seeing the honor. I'm real big on honor. I believe this with all of my heart that anytime you make an investment into someone and they don't make an investment back, that particular person or that thing is out of order. And so uh, I'm just honored to be able to be here uh, to really share with you, to share with the audience. Uh, for those of you all who don't know me, my uh, my background is a, a, l- a little bit diverse. Um, I grew up um, in Crenshaw, uh, raised by my grandmother, uh, never lived with my parents. And so I know what it's like not to have dad and not to have mom in the house. And so uh, I always had that mindset that I would never be what I experienced. And sometimes when you're growing up, I'm, I remember going from house to house, staying with people, uh, having dogs sleeping at my feet and things of that nature. And and a lot of times people see the polished version of you, but they never see the progress or they never see uh, the painful stages that you went through. And those things really catapulted and shaped my, uh, uh, shifted my mindset and helped to shame my, shape, shape my framework in terms of how I treat people, how I move and how I navigate I got my degree in uh, journalism, thought I wanted to be a journalist, went to school for journalism, started working for the Commercial Appeal, realized that I really wanted a family and this wasn't it. And so I started working as a a press secretary for um, a senator here that was running for lieutenant governor uh, in our state. And uh, that really shifted my framework and helped me to understand that I was really designed to work in the background and help others shine in the spotlight. And oftentimes when you've been in that in that space and served as a a support for other people. It's hard for the support to find support because you so used to being the support, if that makes sense. And so um, I started working as a director of agency relations for the Food Network. I was over 365 agencies uh, through Mississippi, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Uh, left there, went, did ministry full time uh, as an assistant pastor, and I was still in my 20s. And uh, as an assistant pastor, and uh, something happened with that leadership. Um, I lost my church home and my job in the same day. Um, and uh, it was it, it was it was the same day. So it was a tough pill to swallow because I had to come home and tell my wife that we no longer have a church and I no longer have a job. And then uh, I remember driving down um, the interstate and I was like, what now? And I remember one of my mentors and you talked about that support system and really being connected to people. Uh, I remember one of my mentors that just became the CEO of a food bank in Memphis uh, and she called me up. She said, I can't think of anybody else uh, to be a- alongside of me. I need you to come and be the vice president uh, of this food bank to assist me and show me how to uh, help me uh, navigate what we need to navigate. And so I-, I remember leaving there. I went to go wait tables. I left that job and I left and came back and waited tables. I was driving uh, three hours uh, one way to be in a different state. 
uh, Monday through Thursday and come back here uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. House on the market. Wife is in school getting her master's. Um, and uh, we had a little small infant at the time. And that was a, a pretty challenging state because I had a vision. Uh, but my wife was there to support me uh, every step of the way. And I remember uh, resigning from that job to come back to start our concierge service because I had this crazy vision. All, a lot of what we see right now, uh, back in 2008, 2009, I had a vision and we had systems, but we didn't have the necessary resource to pick up people's groceries and a lot of the things that you see right now. And uh, for all, for every visionary that's listening to me, uh, I want you to... Um, uh, learn how to pivot and pause with purpose, because when uh, and I know that's a pretty uh, cliche word right now. But when I say you have to literally learn how to pivot and pause with purpose, there are certain ideas that you have right now that will be effective if you get around the right people. And what I had to learn uh, back then was I didn't need to change what I was doing. I just needed to change who I was talking to. And so this is where we get the proper support, right? It wasn't that um, it wasn't that I wasn't doing the right thing. And for some of you all, it's not that you're not doing the right thing. You're not moving the right way. You're just talking to the wrong people. And so um, I, I really want to say this to, to to many of you all who are at that pause. I wouldn't even call it a pivot, but you're at that pause and you're literally being redefined and who you thought you were is not who you're becoming. And it's kind of hard for you to explain who you are because at this present moment, you don't even know who you are. And a lot of what you're doing, you don't really know how to explain it. And so um, I remember going through that stage where we started the concierge company. And then I remember uh, we, we started a counseling clinic. My wife and I, we had a counseling clinic where my wife is a licensed counselor and we counsel children with behavior health issues between the ages of five to 17. And I remember there were seasons where we would build insurance companies. Things are not like the way they are right now. We would build insurance companies. And as we would build insurance companies, we wouldn't get paid for five to six month yet, months, yet we still had to pay staff, insurances, lease, and all of these different things. And so that transpired. Then the pandemic came. When the pandemic came, Man of Excellence, we had to shut the clinic down because, well, l let me back up. My wife got pregnant in 2016. And this is when, uh, prior to that, my mom had gotten murdered as a victim of domestic violence, right? And so I was battling depression in a major way. And I had this thing that I call uh, TTD, track the day, track the dollar, track the diet. So I'm out running. And the whole social media piece really came as a fluke because somebody back channeled me or somebody sent me a message on Facebook at the time. And they said that people need to hear your voice. I was so used to being in the shadows and just writing and not being vocal, uh, if that makes sense. And so I began to get on the Periscope platform. I had 10,000 people to follow me in one day. I was trending worldwide right next to Kevin Hart. I didn't, to be honest with you, I was so green to social media at that particular time uh, because this is before Facebook Live and Instagram Live and all of this. Um, I was so green that someone said, you're trending. And I was saying, trending what? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, trending what? And so um, I start, my phone started going off. I had people around me that had already produced books people that already produce websites, people that had already produced businesses in this space, and nobody would help me. Nobody would help me. And I made a personal commitment 
that anytime somebody come to us with uh, for help, we will give them everything that we need. In 2017, in 2016, my wife had to go on bed rest. She went on bed rest and we lost 100K that year. It was so stressful uh, to the place where I was like, where in the world will we go get support? And in 2016, we had to go back and try to get support from the system. And the system told me at that particular moment, I either made too much or we were in that me- that medium where we couldn't get any assistance at all. And so um, this pivot and that pain and that pause really brought us to where we were today. And so my whole purpose, my whole purpose, uh, hopefully, ho- yeah, my whole purpose for doing uh, the conferences that we do um, was really designed to show people the steps and not tell people the stuff. Cause I've been around people and I've been in situations where people tell you, this is what you need to do, or this is what you need to do, but they won't bring you to the table to show you how you need to do it. And so um, I, I began to literally get into prayer and I said, how do I, from a business perspective, compartmentalize who I need to have around me and the level of support that I need. And so it boiled down to three different people and I call them the Josephs. We talked about this before, but I call them the Josephs. I don't care if you're in business or in life, you have to identify who your Josephs are, who can help you administratively, who can help you operationally and who can help you financially. Anytime I uh, come into contact with a king or a queen, I'm automatically placing you in one of these three categories, because if you cannot help me operationally, if you cannot help me administratively, and you cannot help me financially, there is no space for you in my sphere because we're doing things in a different way and we're moving and shifting in a different way. I call these your Josephs. You have to identify them uh, because some of you all are one conversation and one relationship away from someone funding your global movement. Uh, someone giving you the resources that you need, someone giving you the word that's going to allow what you've placed in your heart, which is what I call the river, to begin to start overflowing. And so some of you all don't need to change what you're doing. You just need to change who you're talking to. And so um, uh, Pharaoh had Pharaoh on a spiritual side. You had Pharaoh that was connected to Joseph, right? He gave him wisdom. I call it the Bar Yusuf, and this is why I wear the Tree of Life ring. Because Joseph, what people don't understand, Joseph gave him more than words. He gave him a business structure, and he gave him wisdom to begin to start rerouting and causing uh, his entire economy where he was to flourish, all because he created this thing. If you look it up, uh, you can Wikipedia, it's the Bar Yusuf, B-A-H-R-Y-U-S. S-S-E-F. It's a body of water that still exists today that is in northern Egypt. They call it the waterway of Joseph. What was interesting about this particular waterway is that water by its nature flows down, but the Ba Yusef is a body of water that flows northward which is kind of different because water is not supposed to flow up. And some of you all have dreams and vision that's bubbling up on the inside of you, but you have no place and nowhere to, to, to place it. And so what's going to be what's going to happen for many of you all, these ideas that you have, they need containers. 
They need a place to be able to to dwell. And I said, okay, make this make sense to me both in in both worlds, in parallel worlds. So I began to start changing my language, right? Uh, My support came when I changed my language. My support came when I stopped saying I want streams of income. My support came when I began to start saying I, I want rivers of income. Because rivers get blocked, uh, streams get blocked, rivers don't get blocked. I'm going to say this again. Streams get blocked, rivers don't get blocked. My my resources and everything for my business changed when I began to start writing in blue ink. I know it may sound strange to some, but I began to start writing in nothing but blue ink because I understood, I understand that every major financial transaction and every major real estate transaction must be solidified in blue ink because if it's not solidified in blue ink, it is not solidified at all. And so I began to start understanding these little small things that help uh, my business out. And then um, everything had to begin to start making sense. And I began to start looking for uh, support Um, and I couldn't find the support and it was stress because I was helping people and nobody would help me back. And that was so stressful to me. Um, it was it was mentally draining. Um, it was mentally draining not to help others be seen, but you yourself would be overlooked. It was mentally draining so you for me to be able to feel and help other people get past and what they were dealing with in their own personal feelings, yet my feelings were ignored. It was it was mentally draining for me to help other people to be heard. And my voice was was not being heard. And that's when I realized that I didn't need to change what I was doing. I just needed to change who I was talking to, because truth be told, if you're listening to us, if you're watching us, there's someone assigned to your voice and there's someone assigned to your words. And and I began to start reading. I I began to start reading um, um, just the biblical story of Jesus and his twelve. And I start looking at everything from a business lens. Okay, he had an accountant with him. He had a doctor with him. He had uh, a a person who understood taxes. He had uh, individuals that understood business. And so I began to start surrounding myself with people who had the expertise that I needed that I didn't have the grace to, to be able to facilitate. And so it was stress because I had a lot of weight on me, but I didn't know how to distribute the stress. And so when I didn't really realize how to distribute the stress, I became mobily impaired, right? Someone said earlier about um, uh, the chair breaking, right? And and it reminded me of the weights that we have on our shoulders as leaders, as business owners, as parents, right? Uh, it reminded me of the weights that we have on our shoulders. When you have a different level of weight on your shoulders, and when you have a different level of weight in your thought process, you walk different. And when you walk different people, you walk into rooms different. You choose your words differently. And um, yeah, I I said a lot. I don't know if I need to pivot or pause right now. I got a lot more to say. Let let me say this. And I want to tee you up again because I am absolutely uh, resolved to getting out of your way. I believe you've got a word for this room, bro. For those of you guys that may be tuned in right now to the live uh, or to this uh, podcast, I-, I want you guys to just lend your ear to what's being said. Uh, Dr. Felix, one of the things that you said, in, and that is people will show you the steps, but they won't give you the stuff. They won't give you the stuff. And what's 
What's difficult for many of us, me included, some of you all make what you do look so easy that people around you don't think you need help. And yet deep down on the inside of of you, you are crying for help. Some of you all look like money so people don't give you money because they think you got it. Some of you all show up so gracefully administratively that you do what you do with bare minimum that you look like you got a team of 30 people and it's only you. And deep down inside, you are crying for help. I want you to write this down. I want you to say this. Um, And I went to Atlanta uh, to support someone who was a great support to me. And this person was sitting in this room at this, this, this funeral. And this person said, I came to Atlanta. This person said, I don't come to funerals, but when I saw you, I knew why I came. This person gave me the language that unlocked a whole new realm of my thought process. Levels are for levels. I don't do levels no more. I don't even do dimensions. We are in a whole nother realm because now my thought process has exceeded what I'm able to do on ground level. It's exceeded what I'm able to do in my own mental capacity. So now I'm able to step outside of who I think I am and what I did in the past. And now I'm able to stretch forth and do something and do things that I never thought imaginable. But this person said something to me as she was sitting at this table. I respect her voice so much because she's a Lydia in my life. She said, you need to say this. And I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to echo her words. God Send me the people that need what I have and have what I need. That shifted my entire life. God, send me the people that need what I have and have what I need. So when I'm talking to people, I'm not talking to everybody. I'm only talking to those that support me. I want y'all to understand, for those of you all, this is going to eliminate a lot of stress for you. The crowd was not in the boat. I just want y'all to think on that for just a second. The crowd was not in the boat. And I was sitting in my office just this morning and I wrote something down. Um, and, and I got to read this because um, I wrote it down. I gave voice to it. But I, I, I want I want to read this because it, it's going to help some of you all out. I have to read this because it's going to help some of you all out. Let me get to it. Um, but you have to change your language. If you don't change your language, you, you will never shift your mindset. I know it sounds cliche-ish, but if you don't change your language, you won't change your mindset. But let me go ahead and say it this, this way. This is what I wrote down this morning. Did God tell you to help people or did you just want to help people? Because the former comes with fruit, but the latter comes with frustration. And the reason why many of our bank accounts and our businesses are not flourishing the way that they need to flourish is because we are helping people or trying to assist people that's not assigned to our voice. Did God tell you to help them? Is it within the framework of your infrastructure of your business? Is it within the framework of the infrastructure of your personal mission statement? If it does not fall in line with one of those two, then you're not obligated to help these individuals because it won't produce fruit and it will bring frustration. And hear me, money cannot flow on a frequency of frustration. If you eliminate the frustration, you're going to expedite your flow. I'm telling you what I know. If you eliminate your frustration, you're going to expedite your flow. Okay. Um, Yeah. 
Bruh, let me say this. And I know that a bunch of you guys are like, who is this guy? His name is Dr. Felix Anderson. He's my friend. And God placed him as a Joseph in my life. And bro, when you talk about this idea of frustration and flow, I can't tell you how many people I get to work with that are frustrated and it's because they're doing something. A, they weren't asked by God to do and B, they're not prepared or designed that way. That's it's it. It's simply an emotion that they're feeling in the moment and there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't mean you're supposed to act on that. Can you talk to people, and I really want to bring this to a place where we talk about the encounter. This is an yeah. event that you're doing, man, in Houston. And when I saw this, there's a brother that's on the stage with you, uh, David Burris, another friend. Yeah. And I said, anytime these cats come together, something is about to explode. Um, you and your lovely wife are hosting this event in Houston, um, the encounter, relationships, resources, and rivers. Unpack what the purpose of this is and tell people who are listening to this, Dr. Felix, how they can be a part. The purpose of this entire encounter is really to place you in front of the people that you need to take with you as you step into that whole new realm of your destiny and of your purpose. Uh, I say this all the time, just because you knew me don't mean you know me, right? And I also believe that iron sharpens iron, but you can't be sharp hanging around butter knife people. And there's certain people that we have to divorce and have these divine disconnections with, not because they are bad, but it simply means that we've grown. And so many of us are not where we need to be in our businesses is because we haven't allowed the old version of who we used to be to die. And from a business sense, we have to any anytime you get to a new realm, you become a novice all over again. And many of us don't want to become a novice all over again. So now there are two things that we have to kill. I'm having to kill this as it relates to relationships. I'll be transparent with you. I'm having to kill pride. And I'm having to kill ego. These two things I'm having to destroy and I'm having to annihilate because I know that there's going to be spaces and there are going to be times where Glenn and David and those who are around me will have the language that I don't have. So now I have to learn as alpha as I am, I have to learn how to become beta. And it's okay for you to be an alpha among alphas. Makes me no less of a king to learn from a queen. Makes me no less of a king to learn from another king and to support another king. Because you can't beat me being me. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not arrogance. It's just me knowing that when I show up and do what I do, you can't beat me being me. And we all need some help. And I know my space and I know my grace and what I bring to the table and how I can make your life better. I know which Joseph I am to people when I come in contact with them, but I have to identify which one are you to me so that we can flow effortlessly. So these relationships are important. I wrote a book called uh, The Jonathan Effect. And this Jonathan Effect talks about how David had four Jonathans in his life. And relationships came about that because there's certain people like the first Jonathan, the first Jonathan showed David the table. They showed him, he showed him the table visually. He, he introduced him to the table, but he, his uncle was named Jonathan. He was a wise counselor. He was a scribe. You need people with wisdom. You need people that's going to counsel you right, to help you get your mentors right. I'm just grateful that I have close people around me that are 
clinically and licensed counselors to be able to guide and give me the wisdom. My wife is one. And I promise you, I feel like every conversation I have with my wife is a is a counseling session, but it helps me because it helps me to learn the language. But these relationships are important because now we have to we have to find out who do I need in this respective space of my life so that I can facilitate and get what I need to get done. And then we have the resources. We have to understand that there are people who are literally gifted to make money. They want nothing to do other than to help you facilitate the vision on the inside of you. They are philanthropists. There are venture capitalists that are calling your name and they're looking for your vision. They're looking to establish a relationship with you, but they can't do that if we're still connected to the old version of who we used, who we need, who we used to be. And then the rivers. Um, I always have people to hold their belly and say river flow. Uh, I teach this thing called the seven wells of success. And I say this with, uh, without hesitancy and trepidation that there is a river on the inside of each and every last one of you. My assignment is to bring the powerful kings and priests under one umbrella. There's certain things that we have to do in the natural, but there's only certain things that can be birthed out in the spirit. And I believe that we need both. I believe that there are certain spiritual leaders that need the wisdom of kings and queens. They need they need the, the, the financial literacy language. They need uh, the language of the clinical physicians. They need the language of, of the teachers. They need the language of the land. But then I also believe that there is language that is not in this land that uh, those that are in this land need to be connected to. I believe that kings need priests and priests need kings. And so uh, the encounter, June 22nd, uh, through the 24th, Houston, Texas. Uh, that Friday, we do all all things business. And that Saturday, we birth all of these ideas and dreams that you have. Uh, we paint this uh, prophetic picture of what is to come for your business and for your life. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to host it um, in Houston. This is uh, year five. The time I saw you, Glenn, we were hosting a conference in the middle of the pandemic when nobody was hosting conferences. Um, I heard you do it and uh, everybody was not hosting conferences. And we hosted a conference in Mississippi. We had uh, close to 200 people to show up in one room masked up, but they got what they needed. And uh, my job is to help people win. My job is to see you win. No strings attached. My job is to give you everything that I know and introduce you to everybody that I know so that you can grow. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's Dr. Felix Anderson, my guy. And I want y'all to do me a huge favor. If you're on Clubhouse listening to this live, there's a link at the top of the room. Click it and find out more information about the encounter. Um, there are some people that are in the Houston area, and you don't have it, but you need to be there. Um, I, I've got a discount code that I want to share with you. If that is you, back channel me and let me know. And I want to, by way of uh, Dr. Felix blessing us, I, I want to extend that to you. And uh, we're going to give you a link that's going to give you a discount to be there. Y'all, let me say this, and, and I'm going to say this in closing as we bring this interview to a close. I believe that God's timing is impeccable. I believe that he's placed things in all of us for a time such as this. And I believe that he's placed that same vision in the hearts of other people who are designed to pull up and support you. Here's the challenge. You need to be positioned to be able to properly see 
and discern who that person, who those people, what those systems and individuals are. Because when that happens, you'll open up your hand and thus releasing what you have so that you can receive what they have. This is uh, an incredible uh, podcast experience today, and I pray that you got something. At the end of the day, here's what I can promise you. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself, y'all. We all need some help, and I just want you to just uh, go to uh, wyssuglobal.com. You can find all the information you need to know, and we'll be back next week for another opportunity, another edition uh, for We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.